Hey, hello there, dear listener. I welcome you to the ninth episode of the True Life Podcast. I believe you have been transformed by all the previous podcasts we have just had. And I know that God is going to continue transforming you each and every time you listen to these podcasts. The messages are not just messages which you will just take for granted, but the messages which you will use to apply to your life and you will use them to change your life each and every day that you live. Hallelujah. My name is Jonathan Mayer and I'm your your usual podcaster here on the True Life Podcast. And here in this podcast, we say that Christ is the way, the truth, that Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And in Him, we, we have our life. In Him, we have our being. And we cannot, no one can go to, to, to the Father except through Him. Hallelujah. Just like when you go to a home and you find the Son, and you ask Him, where is your Father? And then the Son will tell you, we'll go and call His Father for you. Hallelujah. That's the same thing that happens to us. It is through Christ that we see God. It is through Christ when we accept Christ to enter into our lives is when we shall be able to have an encounter with the Lord. Hallelujah. So I want to thank you so much for taking your time to listen today. There's no special time than you spending your time listening to someone, listening to God, God's word. There's no other special time than that. That is a very, very special time. And when you listen to this someone, speak a message and use that in your life. Because you never know in that someone there's something, something good is, is, is waiting for you. Something good awaits you. In every message of God, there's always a message. In every scripture, there's always a message for someone. Hallelujah. So there's a saying that goes, it does not matter where you are right now. Where you are right now, where, where in the direction, but what matters, sorry, it says, it does not matter where you are right now, but what matters most is the direction in which you're moving. The direction in which you're moving is the one that matters most. The place you are right now doesn't matter, but which direction are you going to is what matters. Are you heading to a wrong direction or are you heading to the right direction? Hallelujah. So where you are right now, in that situation you're in, it's not a permanent situation. That terrible situation, that troublesome situation you're in, that, wor- that worrying situation you're in, it doesn't mean that you're going to be in that situation forever. There's always a way out. There's always a way. There's a famous man who once said that he's a, he's a famous motivational speaker. He said that uh, if you have a problem, hmm? yes, you have a problem, yes. Can you do anything about it? Yes. Then why are you worrying? Yet you can do something about it. Then he, he went on and said, do you have a problem? No. Sorry, yes. And if you do have a problem, can you do anything about that problem? If the answer is no, then why are you worrying? Yet you can't do anything about it. Some of us worry about certain situations, yet we don't have any control over them. Instead of us giving those situations to God so that he can take control of them, we keep worrying that what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Hmm? You see, so why are you worrying over a situation which you can't do on your own, which you can't solve on your own? Certain situations should only be handed over to God because it is only God who knows how to handle them. It is only God who can take control of those situations. Hallelujah. So my brother, my sister, that was just a piece of encouragement I wanted to give you today. So we are going to dive into today's message, today's topic, today's episode, episode 9. Hallelujah. We are, we are heading towards the 10th episode and that is very amazing, so amazing. I thank the Lord who has kept us throughout this whole time because it's not been easy recording this podcast each and every day. Sometimes you feel the laziness, you feel like, ah, oh, what am I going to speak about today? But in the long run, a message just comes out of the blue. And you just hear a voice telling you to talk about this. And you talk about it and things flow. And you find that, yeah, this, this, is the, this was the message for today. And I'm sure that message really touches someone out there. 
I know many people listen to this podcast from all over the world. I believe I believe this podcast this podcast is international right now and I have faith that it will go go, go to just going across borders. Hallelujah. Just always have faith, be energized. Hallelujah. <laughs> that was just a by the way. But I believe this podcast has gone across nations. Seriously. It has grown it has gone beyond borders. Hallelujah. So today um today's message is going to be something that is very encouraging, something that is very very is going to encourage you is going to give you strength to continue moving on hallelujah and today's message is about drawing closer to god and submitting to him how do we draw closer to god how do we leave everything behind and draw closer to god and submit to him submit to his will and allow his will to work in our lives hallelujah so today i want us to read from the book of james chapter 4 verse 1 to 10 james chapter 4 verse 1 to 10 and the word of the lord says what is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from the evil desires at war with you, within you? You want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it. So you fight and win war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. You adulterers, don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again, if you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. What do you think the scriptures mean when they say that the Spirit of God, the Spirit God has placed within us, is filled with envy? But he gives us even more grace to say to stand against such evil desires. As the scriptures say, God opposes the proud but favors the humble. So humble yourselves before God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. Humble yourselves before the Lord and He will lift you up in honor. Amen. That's the word of the Lord. So, in this, in this scripture, we see James talking about us drawing closer to God. James was trying to tell us that why are the fights among you? What, what is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? He was telling us about these quarrels and fights that we have each and every day of our lives. These worldly, worldly quarrels and fights. See people fighting against themselves because of land. People fight against themselves because of simple, simple things. Things that, that drain their energy for no reason. So, quarrels and fights among believers are always harmful. And it's even worse when you're a believer and you're involving yourself in quarrels and fights that that contradict what you believe in. So, when you're a believer, you should not involve yourself in such 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 petty, petty things like fights, quarrels, uh, being jealous and envious of other people's property, being envious of what others don't have. Because James continues and says, don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? There are certain evil desires we have within ourselves that are at war within us that many of us what want what we don't have because you've seen your brother or sister having something better than you and you also want to fight for it. When you don't get better marks in class or in an exam, you feel bad that he or she has got better marks than you. So you find yourself competing in order to beat that person. You get jealous. You want to always fail that person. You want to make sure that person fails. You start doing things against God's will. So 
quarrels and fights among believers are always harmful. It is because they come from our evil and selfish desires. The, the evil and selfish desires within us are the ones that cause these quarrels and fights that want to cause all these funny, funny things, jealousy, being envious about people's things, being envious about what God has placed upon other people because you don't have it. You you are envious about that person's this what 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 envious about what exactly what that person has. Many people are envious about other people's property because they don't have what those people have. This has led to murder. As I said, wrongs, land wrongs. You've heard of so many land wrongs these days among us. Many people fight for land. Many people fight for many, many things, very, very small things. People fight for just just something so simple. People fight for other people's women. Imagine that. Someone is happily married and you come into the marriage and destroy it. Your sin is surely coming. Your, 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 your judgment is surely coming from God. We should always strive to make sure that we don't, we don't have that, that, that kind of attitude. When you see someone has succeeded in life and you want to come and destroy their success. So, many people are envious about other people's property because they don't have what those people have. So when someone has what they have, they, they, they pray to God to get it. They worked hard for what they have. It's not because they, they, they did other things that are not right, but many people, of course there are some who, do, who, who, got, who got their things in the wrong way, but many people got their wealth from God because they, they worshipped God truthfully. They humbled themselves before God. So even sometimes people go into witchcraft because they want to take other people's property, because they want to, to make sure the other person doesn't succeed. They want to make others fail. They want to lead others into failure. But the main reason why we don't have what others don't have, why you yourself don't have what others don't have, is because we don't ask God for it. We don't ask God for what those people have. And when we ask, we ask with the wrong motives. We ask because we want to fulfill our selfish desires. We want, want to make sure that, yeah, we want to show the other person that I also have what you have. I can also get it, those things. I, I can also get the money that you have got. I can also get the wealth that you have got. I can also get even more than, 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 than what you've got. And in, in, verse, in, verse, uh, in verse 3, James says, and when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. Because most people want to fulfill their pleasures, the pleasures of their hearts, what, the pleasures of the flesh, the fleshly desires, the, 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 the worldly desires is what most people want. They don't want what... They don't want to fulfill. They don't want to fulfill the will of God for them in their lives. They always want to get something out of what they have asked God for, even if what they have asked for is, is going to bring them goodness. Yes, true. But when you ask God for something, ask for it, knowing that you're going to glorify God using that thing. When you ask God for something, give a reason and say, God, I did this and this for you. Or when you ask, ask and say, God, I want to get this so that I can do this and this for you. When you ask God for that car, tell him that, God, I will use this car to go for charity missions, charity outreaches. I will use this car to, to take people to church. I will use this car to preach the gospel. I will use this car to go and minister to remote places, places where people don't know Christ. To go to those deep, deep places, villages, down there, down there, to go and preach Christ to the people. You drive that car and go. Trust me, if God will no, never fail to provide you with the fuel. That car will always be full of fuel. Trust me. And trust in God, not me. Trust in God. So, <laughs> sorry. So, always just know that 
when you ask God for something and give a reason for the and give a reason for asking for that thing or whatever you're asking for from him he will surely not fail to give it to you and if what you, the reason you're giving is is in glorification of his name then you'll surely get it hallelujah so when we are given we should also learn to give thanks to God yes, you've, you've heard of the story of the 10 lepers only one came back and the nine disappeared come back to God and give thanks and tell him God thank you so much for everything that you've done for me I cannot say thank you enough just kneel down and say thank you God sometimes you just need to have a prayer of thanksgiving only a prayer of thanksgiving that is all you need in life if you want God to bring a breakthrough into your life some of us don't have breakthroughs because we have not allowed God to, to we have not given God thanks for everything that he did for us testify for the, for the goodness of the Lord each and every time of your life many of us only testify when we go to church testify even 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 in your prayers always testify to God and say God thank you give thanks to God always with a genuine heart and trust me and just just know that he will do more things for you in your life he'll open doors that have never been opened he will take you to levels you've never been before hallelujah so always say thank you to God come back and give thanks to God when you ask God to give you a financial breakthrough what exactly is the motive for that financial breakthrough what exactly what motive do you, what 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 exactly do you want are you going to use those finances to glorify his name to to for ministry are you going to use them for ministry are you going to use those finances for other dubious things god 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 will not provide you with with money if you're going to use it for to to maybe buy a gun to gun kill someone else if your money is going to be used for glorifying the lord's name for doing great things to enrich the Lord's kingdom, then God will surely give you that money. Hallelujah. So always ask when you have a reason. Always ask, but don't ask amiss. Ask because you want to glorify the Lord's name, to fulfill His will here on earth. Hallelujah. In the book of... Uh, sorry, I'll come to that later. So our prayers will only work when we allow God to change our desires so that they perfectly correspond to his will for us. Our prayers will only work when we allow God to change our desires. The only te- the only the only way your prayers will work is when you allow God to change your desires. And the desires that he's supposed to change are supposed to be desires that are running in in the right way in the right direction that are moving in the right direction with what according to what the lord wants are moving in the direction of his will and not just because you want to fulfill your earthly desires your worldly desires it's not like that my brother my sister hallelujah so in verse 4 the word of the lord says you adulterers don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of god hmm? the reason why james says you adulterers is because of course you know what adultery is getting um having extramarital affairs out of marriage you see that so when when you when you submitted to god when you when you in christ when you rooted in christ loving the things of the world is like adultery because you don't know where you belong you must belong to christ you must stand in you, you, you're not supposed to be lukewarm you're supposed to be okay some of us i was listening to a preaching today and someone said most of us are double-minded we don't know where we belong we are lukewarm but we must be on both we must be on one side we must choose a side you can't be on one on both sides 
Hallelujah. So, even our prayers must correspond to the Lord's will for us so that when, when we, must, we must change our desires so that the Lord is able, to, is able to do, is able to answer our prayers, is able to fulfill our prayers. Let us look at the book of First John chapter 3, verse 21 to 22. And the word of the Lord says, My dear friends, if we don't feel that we are doing wrong, we can be without fear when we come to God. And God does, and God does, sorry, and God gives us what we ask for. He re- we receive it because we obey God's commands and do what pleases Him. So, the word of the Lord says in verse 22, first, first John chapter 3, verse 22, and God gives us what we ask for. We receive it because we obey God's commands and do what pleases Him. Because we do what pleases God, so He will surely give us what we ask for. So when we change our desires, desires to when we change our desires and make them desires that please God. When you desire things that are in one accord with God, then He will surely do things. He will surely answer that prayer you've been. You've always been persistently praying for. Hallelujah. So let us also look at the book of uh, uh, Ephesians, chapter four, verse seven. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 7. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 7. Uh, the Lord of the Lord says, Christ gave each one of us a special gift. Everyone received what he wanted to give them. So Christ has given each of us a special gift. We have received what, what we always want, what we have always wanted in our lives. Because God has put certain things in you that you may use them to, to, to fulfill his kingdom, to enrich his kingdom, hallelujah, to make sure that his will is fulfilled here on earth. It isn't bad to have a pleasurable life, but is that pleasurable life rooted in Christ? It's not bad to have a pleasurable life, a life that is that, that, that gives you what you want. It's not bad to always, to always okay, in other words, not bad to be rich, not bad to be wealthy. Yes, but in the in the midst of that wealth, are you glorifying God? Is that wealth making you glorify God? Or are you focusing more on the wealth than on God? You must choose a side. You must be able to you must be able to be in that wealth, but at the same time, your heart must be more submitted to God than it is to the wealth. Because God can take away the wealth anytime. So when you submit to God, you can even multiply that wealth. Look at Job. Job went through hardships all his life but he knew which direction he was heading as I said in the, in the beginning of this message of, of this episode today that it doesn't matter where you are but in what direction you're moving is what matters because Job knew which direction he was moving so he did not listen to the carnal minds that were around him but he listened to the voice of God because he knew where he was going and in the end he was victorious he was a conqueror he, God restituted his wealth God made him a great man, and now all of us read about him. Hallelujah. So, it isn't bad for you to always be pleasurable. It's not a, it's not a bad thing. So, but in that life, you must use it. You must not love the riches more than you love Christ. You must not use the riches to take over your love for Christ. Your love, of, your love for Christ must not be taken away by those riches. Because you see, the devil... When the devil realizes that you love Christ so much, he will come and try to take away your faith. He will come and steal your faith so that you don't focus on Christ. 
so that you focus on the worldly things you see that for example you're a very very wealthy person so Christ will come and take away that that wealth from you sorry take away that that the faith you have in God so that you focus on the wealth and not focus on God in the book of in the book of Timothy you see that for the love of money is the root of all evil so when you love your money so much you will begin doing evil things and moving away from Christ you see that and now you're, you're drawing further from him instead of drawing closer to him so let us always use our wealth to glorify God instead of fulfilling our fleshly desires our our own desires hallelujah the pleasure that keeps us from serving God is sinful but pleasure that keeps that that keeps us in Christ that keeps us glorifying God keeps us serving God is 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 always good and it is I don't know which word I can even use. <laughs> it will provide you with more abundance. It will give you wonderful things. It will lead you to greater places. It will bring goodness into your life. Hallelujah. The only cure to these evil desires that we have each and every day of our lives is humility. Many of us are not humble. Many of us are so proud. Pride has killed so many people in this world today. Not physically, but spiritually. You see, someone is... Uh, moving normally but their spiritual life is 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 not is also is dead actually someone is physically alive but spiritually they are dead but because of one thing pride and their evil desires always bring always bring this pride and pride is the one that makes us do all these evil things just as in the beginning what causes quarrels and fights among us because of pride pride brings greed pride brings so many things makes you do all kinds of evil desires and now the only cure is humility humbling yourself before god let us look at the book of first peter chapter 5 verse 4 to 6 first peter chapter 5 verse 4 to 6 and the word of the lord says okay let me start from proverbs chapter 16 verse 18 proverbs 16 18 proverbs 16 18 God of the Lord says, Pride is the first step towards destruction. Proud thoughts will lead you to defeat. It is better to be a humble person living among the poor than to share the wealth among the proud. It's better to be humble than to be proud. Don't allow pride to take over your life. Ask God to always take over the spirit of pride. Ask, make sure that the spirit of pride doesn't grow in you. It's a very dangerous spirit. It is a, it's actually a sin. Very, very dangerous sin. Pride will always cause you to do things that that are contrary to what God says. Hallelujah. So ensure that the, the spirit of pride is not in you. Always pray against that spirit. It is a very, very dangerous spirit. Hallelujah. So it is better to be a humble person. That is in verse 19 in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18. It is better to be a humble person living among the poor than to share the wealth among the proud. Be a humble person. It is better to be a humble person living among the poor than to share the wealth of the proud it's better to be in humble company than you being in proud company hallelujah so first peter chapter 5 verse verse 5 to 6 verse 5 to 6 also says um first peter chapter 5 verse 5 to 6 first peter chapter 5 the word of the lord says 
young people, I have something to say to you too. You should accept the authority of the elders. You should all have a humble attitude in dealing with each other. God is against the proud, but he is kind to the humble. So be humble under God's powerful hand, then he will lift you up when the right time comes. When you are humble, God will lift you up and take you to levels you've never been before. When you exalt yourself, God will also bring you down. When you, when you, when you allow pride to take over you, God will bring you down. When God takes you to higher places, humble yourself. Always ask God to humble you. Ask for the spirit of humility. Don't allow pride to take over you. Because many of us, when, 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 we, when we are taken to maybe higher positions in the community, in our communities, some of us become proud. We begin thinking that we are on top of the world, that we are, we are, we are, that there's no one above us. If there's someone bigger above us, and that is God. So don't be proud when you're taken to a better place. Don't be proud. Look at Joseph. Joseph remained humble even if he was a prime minister. He still welcomed his family to come and stay with him. He still forgave them. And he didn't lose anything. He didn't lose the position of prime minister, did he? But what he did was, was, a, was, was a symbol of humility, forgiving his, 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 his brothers for what, for what they did to him. Look at Jesus Christ, the best example. He forgave those who were crucifying him. He said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. And indeed, I'm sure God forgave those people. Because God was humble. I mean, Jesus Christ was humble. He humbled himself and said, Father, forgive them. Hallelujah. So pride makes us not to forgive others even. It makes us not to not, not, not to have a heart for others. We do things because we want others to see you. That is pride. Hallelujah. When we humble ourselves and draw closer to God, we realize that he raises us up and takes us to levels we have never been before. So you will always see things working in your life when you are humble before God. When you humble yourself and submit yourself to God, He will not fail you. Our God is not a failing God. He's always faithful. When we allow God's Spirit to fill us, we shall see that the world's seductive attractions are just cheap substitutes for what God has to offer. There's a lot of things that God has to offer for us. Just these worldly things are just nothing. But God's... 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 When, when you allow God's Spirit to fill you, there are many things that God will do in your life that you can never even imagine, that you can't find in the world, anywhere in, in, this, in this world. The seductive attractions in this world will not move you in any way because the Spirit of God is in you and it is working in you. Hallelujah. Allow the Spirit of God to take control of you today. Pray for the Spirit of God to take control in your life, to take charge of your life because there's nothing much better than allowing the Spirit of God to work in you. The Spirit in us and our sinful nature constantly against each other, each and every day. But when you allow God's Spirit to lead, then the Spirit will always win. When you allow God's Spirit to take charge of your life, instead of allowing your sinful nature to take charge of you, I know it's very, very hard for us for us to always allow the Spirit of God to lead us. As I said, many of us are spiritually dead because we're not allowing the Spirit of God to lead us. We have allowed our physical self to lead us instead. The physical part of us is now leading us instead of us allowing our spiritual, I mean, yeah, our spirit to lead us. Hallelujah. So, we see that we can stand against every evil when we allow the Spirit of God to lead us. Because we cannot do this on our own. We, are, we need the Spirit of God to guide us. Jesus Christ left us the Spirit, the Holy Spirit as a helper. To always help us. I always say that the Spirit of God is as an ambassador on earth. It's an ambassador of God. 
he is the one that leads us in each and every direction. He is not God's ambassador, but he is God himself, the Spirit of God. That is why they call him the Spirit of God. You say that? Because he is God's Spirit, and meaning that God is in him, and he is in God. Hallelujah. So humble yourself, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That is in James chapter 4, verse 7. That is the main, main thing, most important part of this verse, of this scripture, that many people know about. So humble yourselves before God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Hallelujah. Come close to God, and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter, and gloom instead of joy. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up in honor. So humble yourself. Humility is very important in a Christian's life, in a believer's life. Humble yourself, resist the devil, and he will flee. Submit yourselves to God. Give yourself fully to God. Submission means giving yourself, giving your whole to God. Giving in to God because you want him to take control. Resist the devil. Resist the actions of the devil. Refuse to be part of the dealings of the enemy. Because when you're part of the dealings of the enemy, he, he will take charge in your life and you will not even know the direction you're heading to. You will feel so comfortable in that zone you're in. Yet not knowing that the devil, the devil is taking control of your life. There will be a lot of things that will come into your life. Pride, anger, bitterness, all that will come into your life. And the devil will make you forget that all these things are happening. But the people you do all those, you'll be bitter too, are the ones who will remember that so-and-so did this to me, so-and-so did this bad thing to me. Because the devil has made you forget that you did those evil things. But when you are humble, when you have the Spirit of God in you, you will do things that, that, that make you move in the right direction. That make you that 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 even other people look at you and say that yes, I want to be like that person. People will use you as an example. Always humble yourself. Humility is key in your life. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Always resist the devil. Don't allow yourself to get into certain situations where God is going to where 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 the devil is going to lead you into the wrong direction. So come close to God and he will come close to you. Submit to him. Give your all to him. You can come close to God in, 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 the, in this, these ways. Okay, in summary, what I've just been talking about. These are just, I just want to give you a summary of what I've just been talking about. Humbling, humbling yourself is one way. Resisting the devil. Um, washing your hands, that is like purifying your heart. Repentance is very, very important when you want to come close to God. You must repent of your sins. Jesus Christ came for the sinners, but he came not because he wanted to be with the sinners, but he became he came because he wanted to set them free from their sinful nature. He wanted to redeem them from their sinful nature because that was the mission he was sent to do by his father. So he wanted to to, to save us from the sinful nature that we were in and bring us to the to, to the light, to the to the to the to the godly nature, to the righteous nature. Hallelujah. So that, that is the only way we can we can we can we can those are those are the only ways we can Allow God to take over us, to take charge in our lives. Hallelujah. And always place your loyalty in God. Ask God to always guide you, to lead you, to be, to take charge of you. And have sorrow and grief over your sinful nature. And always know that your sinful nature is, is the bad side of you. And you should always be, you should always have sorrow and grief over what you've done. Because even when God looks at us and when we are sinning, He feels so sorrowful. 
and he he always feels bad he always feels tears he always gets tears for us but all you know he forgives us so in the same way you should always we should always ask god to to always to always always break you with what breaks him because your sinful nature is one of the things that breaks god so always ask god that lord break me with what breaks you so always have sorrow over your over your sinful nature because our sinful nature is what is what saddens god it's not the right full side of us but we must move to the right full side by allowing god to take charge of our lives to take control of our lives hallelujah coming close to god is like a wi-fi connection very very simple you come close to the router there is more there is increase in the strength of the signal you see that so the more you come closer to god there is increase in the in the in the, in the strength of his power in your life is more powerful there's more there's a powerful nature in your life when you come close to god there's something powerful that happens there are more things that the lord does when you come closer to him hallelujah i'd like to thank you for listening today and may you be blessed by this podcast and may you share this link with someone else out there who may really need this message thank you for listening god bless you